Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here for The Common Sense Show, and that's what you're listening to, and we're really happy to be with you. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time, and uh, not that you necessarily need to be unenslaved, but our hope is, and hopefully our expectation, is you'll take this information and go unenslave people who really need it, like people on the left like kids that think that socialism even though it's never worked anywhere in the world is a good idea you know the something for nothing really appeals to the kids you know bernie sanders uh, main uh, <laughs> supporters seem to be barely out of diapers and uh because they're not old enough to know that socialism never works in any form folks we gotta let them know you need to target young kids you need to target liberals don't preach to the choir any longer okay my wife knows i'm right on most of these issues she's right on most of these issues okay go forth and spread the word this is your manifest destiny anyway speaking of destiny i've got uh, my good friend paul martin from revolutionradio.org on the air with me and we're going to process a number of issues today and we're going to hit them hard and heavy uh and man there's like no shortage of topics. First of all, let me tell you, we have a couple of sponsors that pay the bills here, and uh, we bring you stuff that you can use. We reject more advertising by far than we accept, simply because we only take things that I think are helpful to our clientele. So what would that be? Okay, first of all, our storable food. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, and tools. And there's a reason why I list the food first. It's the most important thing that's out there right now. And given the volatility of our economy, the volatility of geopolitical affairs in the world, you really need to be prepped. And our LDS friends, kids I grew up with being LDS, I used to say, man, what is all your food doing here? How come you do that? And they go, oh, they teach us in our church to be prepared. And we've kind of learned the hard way is a, is a following of our faith faith that if you're not prepared you really get hurt and I thought oh, okay and so I kind of grew up seeing this with my friends who are LDS and now we're seeing it in present times it's ridiculous not to be prepped how do you get prepped well you go to preparewithdave.com and you look at all the things that are on the screen there it'll show you the restaurant quality food which is really really good tasting no glyphosates no GMOs none of that nonsense and a 25 year shelf life and hide some of it when you get it go to preparewithdave.com also on a practical standpoint you're going to need car repairs chances are you may want to buy your teenage kid a used car well we got the device for you that'll tell you if you're being ripped off or not and being ripped off in these areas is really quite common unfortunately but if you have what we call repairwithdave.com it'll tell you what's wrong with your car It'll tell you what's wrong with the car you might be purchasing. All you got to do is start it up, plug it in, plug in the device, and it's like a Fitbit. It kind of like syncs with the uh, device, and you say, oh, I see. This is what's wrong with it, and this is about how much it costs, but you're telling me it's three times it. I'm sorry. I got to go with my device. So this could save you a lot of money. Repairwithdave.com. And I'll tell you, it's something I would never buy a car or go to a car repairman who wanted to sell me repairs at a high price. I would use this device first. You don't need a second opinion if you've got repairwithdave.com. Well, on the line with me, Paul Martin. And you might hear him in the background there. Paul, hope you're okay, my friend. Sound like you had a little bit of a cough there, but uh, it's that season. It is allergy season, and I hope that you do not have the, the dreaded coronavirus. 
Um, so <laughs> no worse for the wear. Here we go. Mr. Martin, what's on your plate, sir? What's going on in the world right now that you're saying, uh-oh? Oh, my God. There is just so much. I think uh, they're uh, a great headline. It's up at RevolutionRadio.org. Quote, it's time to pull up out all the stocks. COVID-19 arrived in Nevada, Tennessee, New Jersey, and already spreading in New York City. I said a couple of weeks ago, when this hits New York City, it's it's off to the races, but it's uh, uh, now in Nevada and Tennessee and New Jersey. So at some point, you know, you know all this panic buying we've seen recently? All yes. over the country yeah. in the Costco's and the Walmarts? We ain't seen nothing yet. Think of think of Hurricane Katrina when costs were looting the stores. That's what we're going to see. I mean, they're already, um, you know, closing down schools. Some of the uh, elite, quote unquote, elite schools on the East Coast will be shut down. Um, this this is going to get crazy, Dave. You, so, did I hear you correctly, Paul? Did you say cops, who most of them walk on water in my book, are going to go into stores and loot? Is that what you just said? We saw it in Katrina. I got film after film of New Orleans police officers carrying out TVs and boxes of sneakers and God knows what else. Boy, that's <laughs> I've got a lot of good. I got a lot of good friends that are that are. Uh, former Marine people, law enforcement people. And um, if you got to take care of your family, you'll do whatever it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. I mean, if the supply side, at some point, the trucking's going to stop. I've got a, I've got a tr uh, over-the-road trucker that I talked to quite a bit. And he said three weeks ago, he said, the American Trucker Association already saying that we will not our people in pot zones. And this whole country is getting ready to be a hot zone. And, we're, and where's the worst place you're going to be able to go? To the hospital. Yeah, you're breaking I mean, up a little bit, Paul. I need you to reorient a little bit. Oh, okay. I mean... I say again, the worst place that you can go is going to be to a hospital. I would agree with that. I would have I mean, to need emergency surgery to save my life before I'd ever go to a hospital now. For the, uh, it, let's say you got the coronavirus for the sake of argument. I would simply self-quarantine and not tell anybody. Seriously. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Go I mean, look at South Korea right now. I mean, their 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 hospitals are overflowing. Look at all the the staff in China that died, doctors, nurses. Yeah, the last place you want to be right now is in a hospital. I would agree, and it's been that way for some time. I mean, you've got staff infections and all the other stuff that we've talked about from time to time here. So you're absolutely right, Paul. Um, would not go into the hospital, and these people in Wuhan that lined up for blocks to go to the hospital were just unknowing victims, and I've learned a lot about watching what happened there. Um, I don't want to get too much into the virus situation today, but uh, no, no hospitals, bad, 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 and I'll be honest 
honest with you too. If you go on in there and you're dependent upon their treatment and, and the poop hits the fan uh, financially, Paul, tell me, tell, tell me something, honestly, tell me, uh, how long are those doctors and nurses going to stay on the job? They won't. How do we know that? Well, I mean, when the, when the whole system implodes upon himself, they're going to go home and take care of their families. Just like just like police officers. I mean, if it gets bad enough, um, these police officers are going to go home and take care of themselves and their families. Hmm. And we're not even getting any... If, if, if you look at the overall view since this whole thing broke out, the governments aren't telling us nothing, Dave. No, and, and when they are telling us something, you really have to kind of like wrinkle your nose up and say how much of this is real and how much of it is this is what they want you to believe. Absolutely. I mean, this, this is the mother of all you're-on-your-own scenarios, buddy. When Katrina could be a good barometer. Now, you have a limited sample size because it's only one event. But tell me, what was the walk-off times for critical personnel, say, like uh, law enforcement? And uh, then, of course, then, uh, you know, emergency services, first responders, hospital workers. Do you happen to know any of those times? Man, that's been a long time ago, but it it wasn't very long. I mean, you you, you got it. The, the amount of water, just the water that was in New Orleans, made everything a nightmare. But it was it was like forty eight hours. You're saying the cops walked off in two days? Yeah, I would have given them at least three or four. That's nope. that's amazing. Two days they walked off. Well, they knew what was coming. I mean, you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that much water in New Orleans, and. You need to get some stuff, too. Well, they did bring in people that didn't walk off the job, and those were the mercenaries. Let's talk about that for a minute. The what? The mercenaries. The people that DHS and FEMA hired to come into New Orleans, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were taking guns door to door. There you go. I remember watching a video of a lady interviewed, and she had to be in her 80s, and she said, I know how to use a gun. And they came in and barged in and started searching my place, and they started to take my gun. I stood up, and they knocked me on my butt. I don't yep, know if you I ever... remember the interview. Do you see the... Yeah, exactly. And it, it is something that greatly concerned me when I saw this. And then I heard that uh, the mercenaries, as I call them... Uh, who, who, are, who was that mercenary company at the time? Um, it wasn't Academia. It was their predecessor. Do you remember? Um you know, the mercenaries yeah. that also served in Iraq. Anyway, the name jumps out of my head right now. But they were they were more criminal than the criminals. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the veil of civility in society is wafer thin. And that's on a good day. On a bad day, it's invisible. I mean... And, and this kind—I of, mean, look at look at South Korea. Those those people stood in in lines for miles to get face masks. You think they're going to do that in the, or, or anything comparing to that? Do you think they're going to do that in the inner city of America? No, no, absolutely not. So this is back to one of the points I was going to make based on something you said earlier. 
Um, the pain is not going to be shared. Let's just say you have a virus outbreak. Doesn't matter if it's the flu, Corona, you know, the ABC virus, Ebola, doesn't matter. There's going to be areas of the country that are going to be worse than others. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Mike Adams, it was a month ago, month and a half ago. Um, he got a bunch of special forces, black ops, uh, you know, guys have been in a lot of combat and gave them two weeks to give, you know, uh, uh, what they thought was going to happen. And, uh, you know, they said, well, you guys in the flower country are probably going to be okay, but the blue cities will burn. Really? Yeah. So that is already out there. The blue cities will burn. I agree with that because uh, the poverty is higher. People are going to have less storage and necessary resources. And uh, people are going to do what they have to do to feed little Billy. I totally agree with that. So let's look at the cities. Los Angeles, San Francisco. Yeah, I mean. Cleveland. Yeah, the, the, uh, the uh, uh, virus is already in the west coast and it's our and it was it was in uh, reported in la yesterday what do you think is going to happen when that gets into 64 blocks of homeless people that are immune compromised to the max tell me describe well, it. what's be, it gonna, what's it going to look like paul specifically it'll it, I, I don't think i can sus- I mean, those people are going to be sick, scared, and they're going to what? They're going to need stuff, aren't they? They're going to want stuff. I need some water. I need some crackers. I need something to eat. Yeah, mm. it, it, yeah. The, Los Angeles will be, it, it'll be the zombie apocalypse. Wow. Um, so basically, well, I saw, any government I, run I saw by it a Democrat. As a young Marine. Huh? Go ahead. No, I saw it as a young Marine. I mean, we would, they, uh, oh, the Turks and Greeks were having a little bang-bang shooting out there in Cyprus, and uh, the U.S. ambassador heard the noise and walked out onto the second floor balcony veranda, and he took an AK round right between the eyes, and, and when that word got out, of that one bullet hit one guy, that whole island went that shit crazy. We had to turn the entire fleet around, go back in, set up LZs, and they, you know, they put it up on uh, the TV and radio there in Cyprus. So, you know, if you want off the island, um, you know, be here and here, and, and we chopped people out to the fleet for about two weeks and then took them to Beirut. But that 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 whole country went nuts in minutes over one bullet. You think you think this scenario we're looking at right now is a little worse, Dave? I think we're going to look at a lot more than one bullet. Yeah. I mean, just look at what happened in St. Louis, in Jefferson in particular, when uh, the 18-year-old got shot by the cop, when the 18-year-old went for the cop's gun. Yeah. And you saw the days of unrest and how they had to bring in the heavy hitters to stop it. And that was just one location. Um, Wow. Paul, do you think we'll get any warning from the mainstream media? No, no, they'll 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 keep a concrete block on this until it's just too late. I got a text yesterday. I've been so busy, I haven't been able to tell you. But uh, my old uh, home base, Campbell's Union, North Carolina, the Marines have already set up a. Um, 
they've got a mock city there, and they're they were drilling over having to be a quarantine compound, nobody in, nobody out, and they've got hired protesters, of course, and uh, their job is to try to sneak out of the compound, and and the Marines aren't using live weapons, but uh, uh, a guy on the inside said they're already, you know putting people on the ground very vigorously we'll say but they've already started on that well are these people actually being detained or is this a drill it, it, it's a it's a mock bump yeah paul you need to reorient once again you're breaking up oh excuse me okay um, so what did you say it was it's a, it's a it's a mock quarantine compound and the Marines are training to keep the infectons inside the compound, and the, the paid protesters are supposed to use whatever means necessary to get out of there. And uh, a Marine on the ground there told his friend, he said, we're, we're, we're putting people down pretty vigorously. What does that mean, putting them down vigorously? Without weapons, you know, body, you know, grabbing them, throwing them to the ground, sitting on them, stuff like that. Hmm. So basically, what we're looking at is a is a mock drill with mock escapes. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Wow. So if they're drilling it, you know it's coming. So tell me, Paul, um, when does this when did this drill take place specifically? It's underway at present. Is it publicized anywhere, or, is, or does we just know from your eyewitness? Yeah, yeah, just from the eyewitness. If it's happening at Lejeune, you can bet it's happening at Camp Pendleton because they've got mock, they've got you know they've got mock cities there too. Well, they're prepared to take over California, and there's a lot that we could get into on that. But uh, California, even if nothing else was going on right now, if there was no virus, if everything economically was fine, our trading partners were good, China's shipping goods. Even with that, California is going under. There's $320 billion in debt. And I can tell you right now, the drills have been done to take over California. And I mean martial law. And that means heading off the U.N. before the Democrats can bring them in. Do you think we'll see the U.N.? Um, let me ask you this. With these drills that are going on, like at Camp Lejeune, any indication foreign nationals were a part of the drills or was just strictly American military? It was just Marines. That's good news. That's really good news, because you know my feelings about the U.N. I want no foreign military force on my soil at any time. Now, do I have a problem with them bringing people in to train for their own military? No, I don't. But I sure as heck have a problem with them drilling in our country, and yet that's happened. Um, okay, what's el what else is going on in your world, Paul? Is if you're going to cause people to stop eating one of the, whatever meal they're engaged in right now, they go, oh, boy, I need to listen to this. This is not good. Um, well, I mean, at some point, I mean... <laughs> Economically, think of this. All these schools closing, the children staying at home, and at some point, these parents are going to go, I'm not going to stay in this office building. I'm not going to stay in this hospital. I'm not going to stay at work. I'm going to go and take care of my kids. Well, they're going to have to. This, 
Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, this this is a... <laughs> this is so big, I can't even get my head wrapped around it. Hmm. Well, tell me about the schools. You know, I, I'm not familiar with schools closing in this amount of time uh, here in America, right now in the present time, in mass. I'm not saying you're maybe not having a school or two do it, but explain to me what's happening because this is something that's new to me. Well, it was it it, uh, it broke yesterday of the elite. There was about five elite schools on the East Coast uh, that were shutting down and sending everybody home. I mean, you've got good grief. You've got J.P. Morgan. Uh, you've got Google, you've got Twitter, sending everybody home, work from home. Uh, I mean, we're just getting the, the 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 main bayonet for us is the American people hadn't even got started yet. Mm-hmm. This is just gonna this is just gonna cascade. Hmm. I mean, look at look at Black Friday. People tasering somebody over a pair of sneakers. I mean, we've seen video after video, year after year after year of Black Friday, just absolute chaos. Magnify that by a thousand. How does it start? How bad will it get? Well, at some point, there'll be, I mean, the... uh, uh, Special Operations Command three days ago, and they actually made a nice, cool little screenshot of it. And they're expecting, and this is this is this is the top brass. And they were saying that their estimated death rate is going to be 3.26 million. What happens when there's a news flash that there's a hundred thousand dead or fifty thousand dead? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to take right now. I mean, uh, Fox has, you know, been talking for days on the coronavirus. The uh, alternative media has been talking about it ad infinitum. And, and with that, <clears throat> with that stuff already in the psyche of a large portion of the American people, uh, it's, it's not going to. It's not going to take much water for that dam to break. Because it's already out there. I, I would agree with that. Um, I know social media is really trying to censor discussion on the virus, but the, the reality is it's 24-7 on your major news outlets like Fox and CNN, and it's uh, been dominating the um, alternative media now for the better part of two months. So, yeah, it is in people's psyche. You can't take away that. So if the numbers, it, well, let me, let me back up, though, Paul. I want to take a little different tact on, on responding to what you just said. The, um, the flu kills an average every year. This is the gross average over the past few decades is about 35,000 a year. Last year, I think it was lower. It was in the 20s. But let's say the regular old flu, not coronavirus, just the flu. So if you've got, let's say, Okay, we uh, experienced a little technical interruption there, Paul. Um, it never was, happens to us. Never, not. Uh, gosh, I mean, this is just such a rare day and rare event. Anyway, to finish my thought, let's say the flu averages out to 100 deaths per day, and that would be 36,500 for the year, okay? And that would be typical. That'd be a typical flu year. 
can you imagine the freak out quotient right now if you transferred those rates of an existing phenomena that we've lived with for decades and you transferred that over to the new you know covid nine okay can you imagine if you say well there are people who are dying a day can you imagine how people would just absolutely freak oh it'll be beyond it'll be beyond freak it'll be panic yeah exactly with the same rates as the the virus, the coronavirus. It just makes no sense that we're overreacting the way we are. And do I think we should be shutting down airport travel to some people? Well, absolutely. We should be shutting down both borders, both north and south. I have absolutely no problem with that. However, Paul, um, I'm not hitting the freak out button. I'm not. I'm going to tell you something here in a few minutes where people might hit the freak out button, but it's not over this. And do you not agree with me? We've kind of already said this in a way that when this happens, it, let's say the virus grows okay, in unexpected ways and it becomes exponentially uh, more common okay, and threatens more people. Don't you agree that it's going to be done on a regional basis and not a national basis in terms of the original pockets of spread? You know, I would I would think so. I mean, there's there's going to be places that are that are going to need a lot of assistance and places like where i live unpopulated they're they're not even you know we won't even be a dot on the screen yeah blue cities would you agree yes oh yeah your rate in los angeles is going to be significantly higher oh, i don't know as opposed to say dallas texas Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, Without a doubt. Even Phoenix, it still has basically a Democratic mayor who's loonier than bat, you know what. But, excuse me, I, I, I just don't see it spreading across the country. And then once you have the pockets, you can quarantine those pockets and, and you can contain it. I mean, I, listen, I actually took a class as an undergraduate, Paul. It was pretty cool. Um, it was my junior year, uh, University of Denver. And it was natural disasters and other blah, blah, blahs that could threaten the country. And we got to visit all these places like Cheyenne Mountain. Uh, we visited places that had uh, uh, quarantine equipment and so forth and what they would do. And we had people come in and speak to us. It was really cool. And um, it was actually offered uh, as a preparation class for people going into government work like this for first responders, but they branched it into the sociology department. And that was one of my undergrad degrees. And these people came in. And one of the things I never will forget is they said that if you ever have a spread of some kind of virus, it's never done exponentially. It always has pockets of concentration and that makes it easier for us to deal with. And they said high poverty areas, um, where, where the sanitation may not be as good or whatever. And they said, this is where you're going to have your major outbreaks and that we have already prepped for this. This is where I learned, too, that when they set up quarantine zones, it's not a quarantine barrier that they put up. They set up several lines of defense, like four or five concentric zones of quarantining. And, and so if people slip through the first one, they don't get through the second one, they don't get through the third one and so forth. And they quarantine within that city but they don't go door to door. They, they said in this class that that's an impossible task. Now, you know, and if you catch people out, you take them to a camp. You're gonna, you're gonna confine them. And I, and I remember I even asked the question, well, what kind of confinement would you have? And they said, well, you know, shopping malls 
and stadiums. And sure enough, in 2012, all the professional sports leagues and Simon Properties, which is the biggest owner of malls, strip malls uh, in the United States and Canada, signed an agreement with DHS to allow their facilities to be used for emergency housing of people. So, uh, Paul, like I said, this is not the time to be freaking out, but it is the time to get prepared. Should I drop the bombshell I told you about before we came on air? Absolutely. I think this is the natural segue. Um, I got a phone call last night from Paul Preston. And I, sorry to those who listened to my original broadcast last night, I could not tell you it was Paul Preston. I could not tell you that his source was Chris Street, a man who's highly respected in financial circles and serves as a consultant to many top groups, that they had been talking and that, that we have a huge liquidity problem coming our way. But Paul, I pretty much have predicted this. You've seen that I've done podcasts on the Baltic Dry Index and that the fact that the European banks are in negative interest rate mode. And I said, this all speaks to the fact that goods and services aren't moving around the planet. I said a long-term solution is to get India to replace China because China is so devastated by the virus right now that they're not meeting production quotas necessary to maintain the West in terms of spare parts or whatever it would be. And I've covered this, so I was not surprised. But uh, Paul told me, he says, Dave, um, it's 30 to 45 days out and that uh, people need to begin to prep like crazy and you know go through your day this is what i said this morning on a podcast go through your day do an analysis of what resources you go through and then mark them down and then go to the store and act accordingly but i'll tell you what uh, bob griswold told me from ready-made resources one of the top uh, prepper advisors in the country bob told me this morning that he went to a um are you there, Paul? Yes, I am. Okay, I thought I dropped you. Okay. He went to, uh, I don't know if it was a Walmart, but one of the box stores, and there was no toilet paper. Now, those shortages are going to be temporary in the moment. But the thinking on the part of Chris Street, and he went on Paul Preston's show this morning, so now I can use their names because it's public. Last night, I guaranteed them I would not divulge anything in terms of identity, but I would generally tell the story. And uh, so Chris went on Paul's show this morning at 6 a, you know, yeah, 6 a.m. Pacific time and revealed everything. And he even had economic numbers that uh, our, our debt now, our trade debt ratio now has jumped from three trillion to six trillion. And that globally it's up to like 19 trillion and China's contributed 13 trillion to that, which means Chinese not getting the goods out from uh, the virus decimating their factories is a huge factor now in the global economy. And that uh, the roll-up factor for this is probably around 30 to 45 days. So I would take that as a warning right now that by Monday, if I were a person listening to this, by Monday or Tuesday, I would have done an analysis of day and weekend needs for your family and then go out and start stocking up accordingly. And people say, how much? Well, with food, Bob Griswold says you need two years. FEMA, DHS, and President Trump are all on the record of saying six months. Uh, I don't think this liquidity crisis will run severely longer than 90 days in this country. And I think uh, Paul and Chris both agree with that. <clears throat> and you know why, Paul? Because... Why is that? Oh, it's simple. 
we're in better shape than any other country in the world because we've got so many resources. We can gear up manufacturing fairly quickly in this uh, country. I mean, we're not going to hit the ground running zero to 60 in four weeks, but we can get over this a lot better than any other country in the world right now. Uh, the problem is that we're going to have unemployment because if you're in a business that was shipping to Europe and they're in financial crisis, who's going to buy? There's Nobody. Gonna, there's going to be job loss. So I tell people, you know, get some cash. Go to the bank today and get some cash. But don't take out, and I and I went through this on a podcast this morning, the structuring laws. If you go to the bank and take out $2,000 for each of the next 10 days, okay, they go 10 day, 10 day, 10 day, and it's 2000 each time, the feds are going to knock on your door because that's illegal. They call that structuring. They're going to think you're a drug trafficker and they can seize your assets even without taking you into court. So what I'm saying is go in and make a big hit. You can take up to $9,999 one time without uh, triggering what they call a suspicious activity report. And I tell people, go take out five grand. If you got five grand, you got 10 grand in the bank, go take out five grand. Okay, take it home, hide it, go buy some gold with it. And that's really what I recommend. And, um, but, but start taking action. Here's the moral of the story, Paul. People darn well better start prepping now, now. Because three weeks, four weeks, six weeks out, the game's over. If you're not prepped, you're vulnerable. How do you like Without them apples? Doubt. Yeah, how do you like them apples, Paul? Right here, breaking news on the Common Sense Show with, with uh, Paul Martin and Dave Hodges. But uh, that's a nice dovetail to this uh, virus situation that we seem to be poised to deal with. And, Paul, I'm going to tell you from my perspective, I think that FEMA Director Gaynor is less concerned with the coronavirus than he is right now with the liquidity issue. I thought he was overreacting, telling the president, you need to think about martial law, home confinements, blah, 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 blah. And I thought, we're nowhere near that in this country right now. We haven't even approached the level of the flu with the coronavirus. And I criticized him on record. I said, how can you recommend this stuff? You're overreacting. You're killing a fly with a sledgehammer. And then this liquidity issue comes out. Paul, I think that's the big issue. That's what I think. It it yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be massive. It really will. And uh, this is the time when false flags happen. Um, what, what do you think about geopolitically? Do you think wars could start out of this? And if so, how? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, if if people like you know South Korea and Italy and these other countries have, you know, they've, they've got more than they can say grace over right now. I mean, how are you going to go to war? You can't unless you do it with nukes. The uh, top Iranian general this morning just said that this that this is a man-made bioweapon. Yeah. You know, like I said right now, we're going to stay away from that topic for the moment because what I want... Here, here's what I don't want to do right now, Paul. I've gone down that speculation road, too. Right now, we need to get evidence to people that they know is true, not in dispute, and we need to move people towards preparation. That is my only purpose here with this broadcast. So, um, and, it, and it keeps all those social media censors happy, too. And I'm not going to bend to their will, but the reality is... I do agree with the notion that we should be preparing, uh, not panicking. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I'm not, you know, I'm not panicking. I'm just, 
looking at the realities of, of past history and yeah. events and uh, stuff like that. Uh, another little neat little uh, info, I've got a good friend that's in the uh, electronic coin market and um, has been for some time. And uh, he called me two days ago and he's, he does business with three re- former military remote viewers. Okay. And um, I had a good good friend that uh, worked for the NSA in Vietnam. They sheep dipped him as a Marine Corps officer, but they they used uh, multiple remote viewers in different spots around uh, Vietnam for operational movements. And these guys are all these these three remote reviewers were telling Kent that they all believe sometime April early May that this thing's all going to come apart did they give any details it was just monetarily they, they make they, these remote viewers and my buddy in all these electronic coin markets that's how they make their living is through these remote viewers and, and uh, kind of war gaming and getting ahead of the you know Bitcoin and all that stuff I don't understand all that stuff but but uh, they do but I just thought with the information you got and the stuff that I got two days ago I think that's very interesting that is true listen I don't poo-poo remote viewing there is actually um, evidence research evidence that shows that remote viewers can know things without the five senses above and beyond the laws of chance in other words when you get into statistical probabilities you can't prove that it exists with the research we have because you're really measuring a fifth dimensional property and there are no fifth dimensional research protocols that are three-dimensional uh but but what you can measure is this we think x y and z and how many times are we right versus the laws of probability of making a correct guess does that make sense to you paul yeah that's what we can say and remote viewing is about um, on the low end 13 percent over 13 percent over the laws of chance in some cases it's 30 percent over the laws of chance so um that's that's what we know to be true um with the data i actually boy, i can't believe i'm going to admit this but i was curious back in the early 20th 21st century i actually went and did a training for a weekend and i got to go for free it was pretty cool because I knew someone who knew Major Ed Dames. You know, I've got friends you know, like Vance Davis and I had Lee Bill Pollock and Andy DeRiso and that crew and all kind of hooked into the um, Art Bell Coast to Coast show crowd. And Ed Dames was a common guest. And these guys said, you know, Dave, you sometimes seem to kind of know things, you know, so we want you to go to this remote viewing class. And at first I laughed at it and then I started doing some research on it by how put off and these guys and it was like wow there's really statistically some interesting things so yeah i'll go do it now paul i get to brag here okay i was in the show and i forget the guy's name is jj something he was one of the main instructors along with major dames and i loved the class and i loved those two guys they were so personable and um, they told me at the end of it all for the two-day workshop dave you were the star student and you know it takes a lot more than two days to become proficient but i actually experienced paul firsthand that remote viewing can produce results so before people wrinkle their nose up at your evidence what you're saying here where remote viewers are saying such 
I can tell you right now that statistically you can prove that trained remote viewers can perform above the laws of chance. And it doesn't tell you how often they're right. It doesn't tell you if they're right on a single issue. And this is where I'm applying my research background in very strict ways. But I will tell you one thing I did, Paul. It's kind of funny. We were, they hold up an envelope and they give you a four digit catalog code and you write it down and you go through a whole list of the protocols you go through to do remote viewing. And I was able to draw like a barn and a barbed wire fence and a couple of cows and this dark ominous thing behind the barn. And Major Dames comes over and says, Dave, do you know what that is? And I says, bad art. And he says, no, uh, he says, you've got it. Can you interpret it? And I didn't interpret it correctly. What it was, was a tornado. That was the picture. It was in the envelope, a tornado approaching a farm. And uh, that's how close I came to getting one 100% right. So anyway, back to the remote viewing part, Paul. I take those things into consideration when I hear them, but I don't take them as prima facie proof. Does that make sense? Yeah, fascinating stuff. People are going to say, oh, Dave Hodges did that. Oh, wouldn't have expected that from him. Yes, I love the mysteries of the mind. Uh, Paul, let me ask you this question, too. Do you think it's possible if America goes into a weakened economic state because of this, or when we do, is probably the better statement, do you think that's the time we might see a Red Dawn invasion or the uh, embeds we have in this country that are terrorists that even our own government officials have admitted to? Do you think that's the time we could see the ugly head emerge and we have a real problem? Absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah, that's 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 the perfect game for those guys. Because we've often said Red Dawn will happen when America's weak, right? Yep. We've said that. Okay. Well, there's our definition. So do you think that we would, we're would we going to see this or not? I would say it's probably about a 90% probability, yes. Yeah. Um, did you see where uh, Chuck Schumer threatened two Supreme Court justices? Oh, yeah. What would you think of that? Yeah, he, he apologized for it this morning. Well, so, these people are just... They, they don't have anything. The Democratic Party is done. It's over. It's finished. Which makes them that mo- much more dangerous. All right, Paul. And, and I, yeah, here's what I want to interject, though. I go down to the state house capitol here in Phoenix, and my wife is videotaping me, and we're live streaming to everywhere, okay? And I make a threat against two um, highly uh, placed officials in our government. How long is it going to be? And if, if I walk away and say, oh, I really didn't mean it. But how long is it going to be until I get the visit from the Secret Service? Uh, almost immediately. Exactly. So why isn't Schumer being arrested? Well, I, you know, it goes back to that old deal of uh, don't bother your enemy while they're busy destroying themselves. And uh, like I said, he came out and apologized for it this morning. But these people are so desperate and so beaten. That's why they had to keep Bernie out. They're going to get beat. Trump's going to beat them. But if they put Bernie up, the, it, it, it would have it been horrendous for him. That's why they got Biden up there. Mm-hmm. But they're done. They're finished. It's over. And if if this economic tsunami hits that'll be a national emergency of uh, huge proportions day 
all I got to say is wow. Um, but you know what? That kind of rhetoric, though, from um, Schumer, isn't that Civil War language? Haven't we kind of arrived at that place now? Oh, absolutely. Well, we're we're we've been in, we've been in Civil War two for some time, but it just hadn't gone hot. The riots that could occur from lack of preparation on the part of the private sector with regard to this liquidity crisis that's coming. Do you not think that um, that could be the impetus for a civil war or not? Or is that overreaction? Well, in, in psychologically, in a, in a crisis like that, uh, people are just going to pull out all the stops. I mean, there's been... I don't know how many people have been arrested for, uh, most of them former military, uh, for Fred and Schumer and and uh, their uh, compatriots, and um, so I mean that's all that that vector is already in there. That's been going on for months. I mean it's just not on the news. I wonder but, what would happen if a group of patriots approached Schumer and tried to enact a uh, a uh, citizen's arrest. Get out the popcorn. Boy, would I love that. Uh-huh. I truly would love it that. It could happen. But uh, if the president ordered such an arrest, that might trigger what he doesn't want. He's going to win the election. He doesn't need to create the chaos. You know what I'm saying? No, these people are killing themselves. Yeah, but if I were sitting in Trump's shoes right now, I would let the Schumer comments roll off of me and not react, because if you react, now you give the other people to say, see, no, he's coming after us. He really is a dictator. And then you have an impetus for violence. Um, I think you got to just leave it alone. But it doesn't mean you and me have to ignore it, does it? Nope. Would you agree with that? Yes. Well, it just, it, it, I mean, the... the Nothing through the whole impeachment trial. They didn't have. They didn't have nothing. That was all just sheer desperation. If you go back and look, AOC and the in in the tribe there, they killed the Democratic Party. And then you know, and then Bernie coming out as a full fledged communist and socialist and liking the. Uh, uh, the Cuban government and admiring Castro and you know on his uh, on his uh, uh, after his wedding being in Moscow sitting at a bar with his shirt off drinking and <laughs> I mean the American people aren't gonna they're not gonna take that I mean you may have some brain dead millennials and stuff that do and <clears throat> I mean we've had we've had colleges you know teaching communism and and uh, socialism since the 60s. All my all my friends, the guys that I rodeoed with through high school, you know, all their dads were World War II vets, and they used to call colleges, you know, socialist puppy mills, you know, back in the 70s, early 70s. So, I mean, there, there, there is that vein out there, but the uh, uh, the, the great unwashed, the, the, the people that show up at the rallies, the normal Joe out there, the truck driver, welders, guys like that, plumbers, electricians. No, they ain't going that way. I agree. Paul, practical question here. If you were to take the three top preps that people should engage in 
what would they be and why? Well, water, you got to have it. Food, you got to have it. And you've got to, we're getting ready to walk into a pharmaceutical crisis. Because all, what, 97% of our pharmaceuticals come out of, uh, of uh, China and a bunch come out of India and India and I posted it up at revolutionradio.org they're not shipping anything out out of India is it because they're keeping it for their own people exactly mm-hmm. that's what I would suspect and I can't blame the Indians for doing that I would do the same thing um, so food water and meds right if, you, if your life depends on them yeah if it doesn't you know you need you need food, water, lots of ammo, guns, and you only get three. Come on. Well, okay, all right. You just got to raise at your job. You can go ahead and have a fourth. <clears throat> food, water, medicine, and guns. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. I agree. Because people say guns. Oh, Paul Martin, you're a racist, violent person. They have to put racism in there because that's the part of every insult today. Um, and your answer to that would be, why do you have to have a gun, Paul? Why can't you just do this peacefully? Well, because uh, three days after food, there is no more peaceful. How long did it take the shelves in with Hurricane Harvey in Houston? How long did it take the shelves to become empty of food? It, it, it was like immediate. I mean, the last big, really big snowstorm that we had here, they had an Albertsons up in the North Fort Collins, and uh, that, thing was, that thing was stripped in five hours. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. I saw that, that too. Was a five big hours. Storm. Five hours. Five hours. Well, Paul, we're coming up on the end. I just want to remind you, too, don't forget virus permitting. Right, we're going to a Broncos game this this year, but we got to go earlier in the season. I don't want to sit there and you know triple layered clothing. That's why I left Colorado to come to Phoenix. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. Paul's website is revolutionradio.org. It's one of the best aggregate news sites that's out there. It's fantastic. I encourage you to visit it. Uh, again, don't forget uh, repairwithdave.com. Don't get ripped off buying a car or getting car repairs. And uh, Paul, on that note, thanks for joining us. And uh, look, I'll look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, Dave. Everybody else, thanks for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.